Hello there, everyone. It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. I am very excited to introduce my guest for today. He is a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, former Impact World Tag Team Champion, and the final original ECW World Champion and Television Champion, yes. the War Machine, Rhino. What's well, up, Rhino? Well, hey, thank you for having me, and what an introduction. I was so afraid. I was like, please don't let me no. mess this up. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things when you're planning the intro, but when you actually try to execute it, it's a whole other thing. So right, right. Uh, you mean 25 years, you know, over 25 years now in wrestling. Well, so it's 27 like 27 today. Oh my God. Congratulations. That's my anniversary, yeah. How do you feel? Uh, like crap. <laughs> no, I feel good actually. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you know, get up and, you know, your workouts become more of like, um, uh, physical therapy sessions than, than actually getting in there and moving some serious weight. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it it's fun, you know, and, and I'm, I'm feeling good. So well, I I'm mean, really when you... feeling excited about the, you know, being back in Philly this coming up weekend. So, yeah. Well, let's start talking about that because that was one of the things that I wanted to touch on with you, you know, going back to, you know, a place where you did so much and uh, such an iconic building in professional right. wrestling history, you know, the 2300 arena, uh, the mm -hmm. former ECW arena. How does that make you feel? I mean, I know you've been there, you know, back since, you know, the ending of ECW, but kind of right. going back once again uh, for the March 18th, March 19th tapings. Every time I walk in that building, you know, it's uh, it's definitely emotional, you know, in a good way. Um, you know, the the history, you know, even before I was there and, you know, in the, the you know, the, the the history in that building and all, you know, those walls could talk. And uh, it's definitely great. And I look forward to going back every time, especially um, with impact because the production level is high. Um, you know, and it's just it, the, the great talent that's going to be in there, you know, from PCL, he's got over 30 years of wrestling experience, the good brothers, Moose, I mean, you name it, you know, so it's, it's definitely going to be uh, great, uh, great to go back there and stop at Tony Luke's, you always have to get a cheesesteak from Tony Luke's, everybody's like Pat Gino's, but Tony Luke's is right there. So if one thing I accomplished this weekend is goring someone or a few people and getting a uh, Tony Luke's cheesesteak. I love it. You're like gore check. Maybe another yes. gore check. <laughs> Get my food check. Yeah, yeah, Tony Luke. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things though. Like, given that you know, you saw the arena look one way, and now they've done like all of these renovations. Like when you go and you see that, you're just like, what is your reaction to all of that? Well, it's great because it's a better fan. Ex it's a better experience for the fan. You know, the ring's still in the same spot. You know, um, I'm, I'm happy to point out where certain things were, um, you know, but it, it's it's great for the wrestling fans and it's a better experience for the wrestling fans. So and then when you do renovations like that, you know, the place is going to be around for a long time. So, um, you know, and for other generations to experience wrestling there. You know, so so it's and, and when they go and they, they go, oh, yeah, this is where I seen this person wrestle and that person wrestle. They're just passing it on to the other generations, you know, so um, and, and creating new memories. Well said. Now, obviously, one of the things that I want to touch back on is the fact that you mentioned that today is your 27 year anniversary in wrestling. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
if you go back and you remember like day one of, you know, your wrestling career, mm -hmm. did you ever think that, you know, 27 years later, you would not only still be, you know, in wrestling, but wrestling Re period. Yeah. yeah re relevant. And, um, you know, I've been very blessed because, uh, you know, from ECW, even before that over in Germany with CWA catch, you know, um, and that's actually where PCO and I first met and we became tag team champions over there. And then, uh, you know, going on to ECW, WWE, um, Impact Wrestling for like seven years. And then I was with Ring of Honor for like two and a half. And then I went back to Impact just for a brief moment um, in 2014. But I was also doing independent shows. And I think that's why um, I just, it, you know, it's hard for me to put my finger on why people really love me so much. Um, and, and I'm not, I, I, I don't want to come across egotistical or anything, but I think it's that connection from ECW. Um, I think it's the connection that I do. The only thing I can really put my finger on is not just the ECW thing, but I, I love doing independence and because it's, you know, you're right there and it's a more of an intimate feel for the fans because they can come up and see you at the meet and greets and, um, you know, and, and, and have a few minutes with you. And it's kind of like grassroots, you know, and then they, be, they, they feel like they know you, you know, and now that when they meet you, they, they, they post the pictures, you know, on social media, on their pages. And then people will be like, Oh, I met him here. I met him last time he came through. And, you know, and, and, and I think that's what, um, attracts fans to, to me, I think, you know, and plus Rhino's an easy name to chant too. <laughs> it <laughs> so, definitely is. So, and, and, and so I think that's that connection we have, you know, and being in it for so long and being blessed to be relevant for so long, um, you know, with NXT in 2015 and then on the main roster and back with Impact for almost three years now. And it's one of those things where, you know, we have that connection. And, uh, you know, I think that's what keeps me relevant, you know, after all these years. What, you know, we talk about what keeps you relevant, but what do you think keeps you personally going? Like what keeps you like, you know, waking up every morning and saying, I'm going to go, you know, put, continue to put my body on the line as a professional wrestler. Like what keeps you motivated and invigorated to keep doing this, this sport of wrestling? When I see a kid come up to me with his dad and his dad goes, uh, uh, and the kid goes, uh, you know, boy or girl, cause there's a lot of girls that are getting into wrestling watching it as fans as the women's division keeps growing um and they say oh i loved your stuff with sandman oh i watched that hardcore match you had with raven back in 2001 and their parents were watching it as kids you know so it's that generational gap that's closed because and that's another reason why i never try to change my look or or style or my hair color or cut my hair trust me i i the only time i ever wear my hair down is when i wrestle and I can't wait till the day I can cut it. But I never, I try not to change too much because, you know, so so you never want to see your heroes get older, you know. So that's why I try to keep that same look so I don't change, you know. Um, you know, so they can, I'm that connection, you know, from when a kid went to watch me in ECW with their dad, you know, um, and then now they're taking their child to watch me wrestle in the ECW arena 20 years later or 22 years later that's that connection, you know, and it's kind of like watching a baseball player, like, you know, Oh, I watched him when I was a kid. Now I'm taking you to see him. So, and I'm afraid that's what keeps me going because I'm afraid there's, you know, someone like that, that can't connect the generations, 
you know, so, um, you know, there are people out there, but, you know, it, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, we're, we're, we're becoming few and far between. <laughs> <That's all kindness. laughs> exactly. So what you're saying is that you've, you've kept yourself very, very well kept Rhino. Cause try, you mentioned the look and all of that. No, right. but I really love hearing this uh, directly from you because I never really like, I never really thought about it that way, you know, being part of someone's life and then going on to being part of their child's life now and kind of, yeah. you know, keeping that going. That's a very beautiful thing. So mm. I think that's really freaking cool. So mm. I do want to ask you, uh, cause you, you mentioned, uh, you know, being in WWE and then coming back, I believe you came back like around the summer of 2019 to impact yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Uh, when your WWE contract expired. Now, I what is it about, why did you come back to Impact Wrestling? I mean, I'm sure that, and you can clarify this, I know there was reports out there that, you know, WWE had made you an offer to, oh, yeah. to stay. So um, what was it that you made, like said no, and hey, I'm going to go to Impact Wrestling? Well, I was very fortunate that they were even thinking about re-signing me and, and doubling. Um, but the the thing is, is, you know, it, and, and I'm not in it for... Um, you know, because I'm looking for glory. I'm in it to, to be in the ring with that, that younger talent to, to show them, you know, maybe a little bit here, a little bit there. And I also learn because I, I never stopped learning. Um, when I was able to get in the ring, when I was starting out with uh, Jim Bronzel, the Killer Bees, you know, and then when I was going down to do enhancement, you know, uh, work with WWE and it was WWF back then or, or WCW, you learn something from being in the ring with, you know, some of these veterans, you know, and it bettered you, you know, and uh, there's an old saying like, you know, cause I, I went through so many jobs before I signed with ECW, you know, just, you know, shoveling stone to, I mean, you name it, changing oil um, because wrestling wasn't paying the bills. They showed you the little tricks of the trade, the, the people that were in it longer than, than myself you know, whether it's shoveling rock, you know, because if you shovel it this way, your back's going to be out in three years. But if you do it this way, you can go 30 years, you know, or this, you know, so so being a, a veteran, you can kind of get in the ring and show the talent, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, tricks of the trade, you know, what can get over, what can't uh, maybe go in this direction or or I can answer your questions. So that was with WWE, I would have been sitting at home more because they had over 200 and I want to say close to 250 people under contract, you know, and, and, and I understand that, you know, and I never wanted to be a, um, a focal point, you know, um, I would have liked to have done the live events, traveled with some of the guys because you learn the business in the car, you know, um, traveling town to town and not even have to be on TV because, but the thing is, is they wanted guys to get experience. So so when I was only on the road once a month, you know, it was, I was, I was, I was starting to hate life, you know, and, and, you know, so I chose, do I hate life and, and collect a paycheck or do I leave, make less money, but make more of an impact, you know, in wrestling to help other guys to go on the Indies, you know, help try to find the next rock, the next stone cold, the next Lita, you know, so, so that's, that's what my decision was. And impact was such a, good fit because Scott DeMore is the guy that trained me and I seen, you know, how he's built this roster. I mean, if you look from 2019 to now, I mean, the roster is just, you know, it's a world series team. So. 
that I'm so glad that you mentioned Scott Demore because that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up uh, mm. as well. You know, given that you broke in with Scott Demore, uh, in terms of like him now as an EVP for Impact Wrestling, you mentioned how how much he has helped with the roster and all of that. But I think it also goes beyond that. The fact that he sort of rebuilt the reputation of Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So as someone that you know goes way back with Scott Demore, how has it been? You know, sort of seeing him uh, rebuild Impact Wrestling and kind of just do what he's done um, for the company well see scott um you know he's he's a businessman um you know he he broke into wrestling he ran his own promotion plus he'd work under people for years dutch uh jeff jarrett you know and and um you know so he's he's gained so much knowledge throughout the years and i've learned stuff you know um behind the scenes from him like how to book and you know and obviously when when things arise because sometimes people get hurt unfortunately you know and they're out six months so you have to change directions and you have to overcome these things and and to take something and to to better it you know um uh you know it's 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 not an easy task and 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 then you have a budget and you have so many other people you have to answer to and you know and then you know the tv deals and this i got people calling me like the the wrestlers like hey scott hasn't returned my call i'm like he doesn't even return my calls you know and but one time i got a call from him you know and he's yelling at me i'm like why are you yelling at me he's like because we're friends and i can't i'm like (laughs) you're like thanks yeah maybe i don't want to be your friend anymore you know but it was something that I did that wasn't right on the show. Like uh, it was a promo. He goes, you should be more mad and this and that. And, but I learned, you know, and then I've passed that knowledge on since then to other people, you know, and, and that's why I always tell people you never stop learning. So um, in the wrestling business. So uh, because when you think you know it all, that's when you stop learning and you should just give it up, you know? So, but uh, he's done such a great job and to continue to grow it's um you know it's exciting to see what's around the corner too you know it really is yeah plus he's put together a great team behind the scenes you know so it's just you know you gotta and and you know and it's and i try to explain to guys that he's not calling not calling you back because he doesn't want to call you back it's like he's got to deal with everything else on top of that you know to to you know editing to this to that he's got to make sure that wheel stays together so it keeps rolling down the road you know, working uh, relationships with all these other promotions as well. That was one of the yeah, things that, you know, yeah, I, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another great thing with AEW. And then, you know, you got Honor No More coming in, the guys from Ring of Honor and setting that up and, and then making sure people, you know, are happy. And, and you know, and, and when he calls guys, you know, say, okay, well, this is my budget. You know, we know you're worth a lot more. And these guys are coming here because they believe in Scott and his vision. You know, so it's just, you know, a lot of these guys could sit there and go, oh, I, I deserve more money. And you probably do. But when you have a budget, you know, so and that's another thing having Scott, because he's developed so many great relationships with the talent over the years um, that they're willing to come in for, you know, a fraction of the pay just because of the vision. And you're allowed to go out and work with some independent groups, because when you're out there, you can find that next talent that could be the rock or when you look in the locker room you have the talent to pick out someone in the locker room and say hey they're going to be the next stone cold or you know randy orton or, you know so 
Exactly. And since we touched on the subject of honor no more, uh, you know, we've seen the Ring of Honor World Championship and the Women's uh, World Championship for Ring of Honor defended on Impact Wrestling Television. I mm-hmm. want to get your thoughts on, you know, this or inc- the incorporation of honor no more into Impact Wrestling and the storyline surrounding all of that. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't feel too good when they're punching me in my face <laughs> or hitting me with kendo sticks or, or whatever it may be. But, you know, some of these guys, like uh, the first match um, Vinny had in Ring of Honor was with me. And, uh, you know, and watching uh, Taven and Kenny King and all these guys grow from because I was there in the early teens, you know, like 2000 for two and a half years. And, uh, you know, watching these guys come and they, they grow and, uh, you know, main eventers and champions and then. To, to have them part of the um, part of the locker room, you know, um, when they're not hitting me, um, you know, it's it put it this way, speaking as a fan, um, it's great to have them part of that locker room because they bring nothing but um, uh, intensity yeah. and they, they bring nothing but positive things to the locker room. So, or to the overall product, I should say. Exactly, exactly. And given that you're somebody that has, you know, worked with multiple promotions and all of that, how important do you think it is for, you know, uh, let me rephrase that. How important do you think it is to have these working relationships with these different promotions and like, I, you know, the forbidden door and all of that? Do you think it keeps wrestling healthy? Oh, yeah, for sure. For the wrestling fans, I think it's very important. Um, I understand why uh, um, WWE don't do it. uh, maybe they'll do it here and there, you know, on a, a small scale, like Mickey James was in the uh, uh, Royal Rumble and stuff like that. And that's great. Um, but, it, it, you know, and a lot of wrestling fans, it's not as easy as it may think, because like we were talking about Scott earlier, how he has he does so much that we don't even know, you know. Um, so, like, I think with uh, TV contracts, with uh, sponsors and all that other stuff that WWE has, you know, on board, um, they don't have the ability kind of like we have the ability sometimes when you're, 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 you're ascending, you know, it's easier to get things done, but when you're on top, it's harder for you to do, uh, um, cross promotions and stuff like that. So, um, you know, because you, these con- contracts are very detailed on what you can and can't do. So, but I think that's a great opportunity for like us, AEW, and now that, uh, AEW purchased ring of honor. You know, it's 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 great for the wrestling fan in New Japan and Noah and all these these things can happen, you know, and, and it's great for the wrestling fan. And it's great to be part of that in a locker room that, you know, because sometimes you could work with guys you would have never worked with unless you're, you know, an impact and, you know, cross promoting and stuff. So. And I do want to take a second to talk about that locker room because, you know, we mentioned earlier that, you know, you were lucky enough to have your contract expire with WWE. But recently we've been seeing a lot of mass releases and there's been a lot of guys that have now, you know, gone to Impact Wrestling just to name a few that, you know, have really gotten an opportunity to reinvent themselves. You know, Heath, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, W. Morrissey, Steve Macklin, who just, you know, (laughs) turned on you. But regardless, (laughs) uh, how has it been? Yeah, I, I laugh because it seems like if I walk into a room and there's a kendo stick there, chances are I'm going to get hit with it. So I might just walk out, you know, so you're like, that's a warning sign now. Yeah, get yeah, out of the room. Right. Yeah, well, you can. Yeah. 
But with those, you know, those are the names that are, you know, some of the names that you are mentioning here Uh, in terms of like these guys got a second opportunity here at Impact Wrestling to like either a reinvent themselves or kind of really show the world what they can do. How has it been like for you seeing those guys that like, you know, you formerly worked with kind of get, you know, get this real opportunity in Impact Wrestling and, you know, take the ball and actually run with it? Right. You know, sometimes, you know, like you, you spoke about the mass releases, um, you know, sometimes it, it's better for the talent because if they're not, if they're not being used, sometimes you can spin your wheel in the mud. And, you know, I'm a religious person. I believe in God. And, and sometimes you're put on a path you don't understand at the moment. And I tell the, the, the men and women, you know, it's like, okay, it's, it's okay to be upset, but for about 30 minutes and then, figure out where you want to go, figure out how sometimes you have to rebuild, but sometimes you need to take a step back to take two steps forward. So always keep that in mind and know your value, but don't overprice yourself, you know, because if wrestling and, and, and Vince even said it back in the meeting in 2003, we'd have meetings before SmackDown. And he said, sometimes you're not meant to be here at this at a certain time. So sometimes you have to leave to reinvent yourself to uh, uh, either recreate yourself or, you know, or maybe a year or two down the road, that's the time you're meant to be in WWE. And some guys, maybe it wasn't time to be an impact. And maybe now the time is to be an impact because this is my second time here, you know? Um, So you never know. But the thing is, is you got to take every opportunity you have before you and make the best of it, you know? And sometimes guys and girls will go over to Japan and and they'll learn more, you know, because if you're not out there perfecting your craft, because if you're sitting at home, you're not perfecting your craft, you're not passing on your knowledge, you know, and then what good are you? You know, I'd rather go someplace where I can, you know, pass on my knowledge, you know, maybe some things not to do and maybe some things to do, you know, but at least you learn one. If you learn one thing, then it wasn't a waste of time. And speaking of passing on that knowledge, you know, the Impact Wrestling is full of, you know, a lot of young guys on the roster. You know, you have your Ace Austins, you know, you you got your Chris Bays and so many other people that I can mention right now. Um, How has it been like, not just to, you know, maybe give those guys advice, but how have they sort of reinvigorated you as a performer and, you know, surrounding yourself with them? You know, you just watch them and it, it, it just brings you back in as a fan too. You know, because I was watching the Monday Night Roars even Monday Night Wars, even though I was uh, in the wrestling business, I was watching it and studying it. And you, you've seen how the Monday Night Wars and the fans were, were no longer afraid to wear their wrestling T-shirts out. You know, you had Austin 316 T-shirts all over the place. Radio stations talking about it, even when they didn't even watch it they because it was such a buzz. You know, so you're still uh, you're caught up as a fan, but I would watch it and study it. And then when I watch, you know, like Chris Bay go out there and wrestle and, you know, your Chris Sabins, I've always been a fan, you know, your Alex Shelley's, you know, and watch him have such a great match, you know, guys like even Eric Young, you know, when he goes out there and he wrestles and stuff. And then you, you see these, uh, you know, guys get in the ring and even girls and you're like, you know, you, you, you're like, wow, they, they, you know, you're drawn into it, you know, and if you're drawn into it, you know, the wrestling fans are drawn into it. So that's that's how and, and you want to and it kind of gets you up for your match, too. So I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I want to go out there and wrestle now, you know, so. 
it gets you pumped up that you right, get to right. have that opportunity and right. go out there and experience, you know, what they're experiencing and all of right, that. Right. That's really great. So Rhino, I do have one final question for you before we go ahead and, you know, move on to our final portion of the interview. And that is, I know with 27 years in the business, you've seen and done it all, but what is there uh, something that you still want to do or, you know, something that you want to accomplish in your wrestling career? Well, I, 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 hopefully God willing, I can have five more years in the wrestling business. Um, I want to, you know, slowly taper off, you know, and then move more to the, uh, behind the scenes as a producer and stuff. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's the thing. And as, as, you know, compass will always tell you due North, but it doesn't tell you the hills and valleys and lakes and ponds and all that. So you have to go around it. So my goal is five years and then slowly and then work, you know, go around the hills and valleys and stuff and, and get to that point, you know, and along the way, work with people and try to help boost their careers and and uh, help get them on the journey or the path, you know, that they're supposed to take. So, yeah. That is incredible. Well, first of all, congratulations to 27 years in wrestling and for everything that you have given to the fans and more. Uh, you know, as somebody, I'll just thank you right off the bat for that. Um, we are going to go ahead and transition into our second portion of the interview, which is the lightning round, where I'm going to ask you 10 random questions and you just answer them however you please. So here we go. Uh, question number one, besides yourself, who has the best spear in wrestling? I'd say Roman Reigns. Nice. Question number two. All right. Yeah, it's a good one, too. Uh, question number two. Who's been the best and worst person to take the gore? Oh, geez. The best one. Um, yeah, here's another thing. If there's an independent show in, near you or, or not too far from you and you're on the fence of going, go. Because it, it was up in Cadillac, Michigan, a wrestler by the name of Game Boy. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's video out there. If you can find it youtube uh rhino gore's game boy it is well that and then i would say the second one would be the rock yeah so nice. i mean there's been so many people but the worst would probably be um sandman i'd have to bring it though but he would he would end up he was the worst at taking the pile drivers off the ring apron but um probably the worst uh i don't think they have a choice you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, say, like you're going down. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> uh, question number three: Who came up with the Rhino name, and did you like it from the start? Well, there's been a lot of people to take credit for it, but um, uh, I would have to say Reckless Youth because he told um, we're all in Detroit and the lights were out, um, but D'Lo actually came over and told, you know, and then uh, I ended up using it at Al Snow's. But uh, Reckless uh, was the first one, and he was out from this area of Philly and stuff. I'm actually in Philly right now doing a media day, getting ready for the taping. So, but um, uh, yeah, so uh, um, but I still live in Michigan, so south of Detroit. Um, but yeah, so I would say Reckless Youth. So, question number four: Who's your favorite person to travel with? You know what? Um, believe it or not. Um, there's this wrestler, he he, uh, he trained at Scott's school. Um, his name's Nate Bach. And uh, he's 27. He's really good in the ring. At first, he was, you know, I would just pull my hair out. You know, it's like, geez, you know, like I, I own a marina in Michigan. So that's what I do when I'm not wrestling. I own and operate and manage. And, 
So like he'd help me out and I would, you know, and I would, you know, give them knowledge. I would tell them, you know, road stories, this or that, or, you know, and, and sometimes people are set on a gimmick. It's just like, let things come natural. You know, you got to get on the road, you got to work. So I, I, I took him under my wing and like, sometimes like he, he would question me, right? I'm like, why are you questioning me? And then I would tell him how I would travel with Sabu and I wouldn't say a word. He would just talk and tell stories and business and ECW ran and what he learned from his uncle, the Sheik, you know, and I just listen. I go, I never question him, you know, and he goes, well, I'm not questioning. I go, sure you are. He goes, and it wasn't about wrestling. Like, for example, if I go, hey, can you help me change over these dock poles? I'm like, okay, we'll put them in and then we'll drill the holes. He's like, why don't you drill the holes first? We still got to pound them in. Well, why don't we just pound? I'm like, you're worse than a ch- you're like my own kid. Like, I feel like he's my kid at times. It's like, why are you questioning me? Let's just pound the poles in, drill the holes, and then put the bolts in. We're done. Well, if you eyeball it, well, how do you know we can pound them in the muck that far? You know, like, why are you like, let's just get this done. And, you know, you go to the gym and I'll, you know, finish doing stuff and then I'll go to the gym, whatever. Like, just, <laughs> so, so he quit questioning me. So, but he, he's, he's fun to travel with because he's, he's coming into his own. And, you know, and, and with wrestling, there's do's and don'ts, you know. First, you don't want to be annoying because you're not going to stay in the locker room long. Two, you got to learn how to the business part of wrestling, too, you know, Um, and you got to learn how to stick up for yourself. A lot of these things I learned from uh, Sabu. Um, So the so I try to pass on that knowledge, too. So he's really graduated. So but the first six to eight months was, you know, I'm pulling out my hair. I'm like, do I really need help around the marina or should I just pay for the help? Because it'd be a lot less stressful on my life you know so that is so awesome i like how it like blossomed right 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 but sometimes i'd mess with them i'd purposely tell them not to do something you know like in wrestling reverse psychology yeah yeah and then when we're on the road and he'd have a match i'm like why didn't you do this and then you could see the his mind going like he did tell me not to do that but now he's telling me to do that but i'd get with a serious i'd have a serious look i'm like and he's like are you messing with me? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you told me not to do that. I go, I did not, you know, no, I did. So then I'd start laughing and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did, you did it the right way, you know? But I, I also tell him, I go, go out there and you do it, you know? And, 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 and if you make a mistake, you know, I'll correct you because you have to make mistakes. It's part of learning, you know? So, and then, uh, you know, so that's another thing I teach students and people I try to manage mentor and help out you know so it's okay to make mistakes you know you just learn from them all good lessons uh yeah. question number five what's your guilty pleasure snack oh geez you know i'd probably say ice cream or pizza you know i try to eat clean i try not to eat fried stuff you know so i'd probably say a moose tracks ice cream question number six craziest story you can tell us about the original ecw on air <laughs> <laughs> I had to add the on-air part. You know what? Believe it or not, I was uh, um, I was married, and uh, and Sabu, I traveled with. He was married, and uh, um, we really didn't do much. But um, there, you know, some people did partake in uh, taking uh, prescription drugs or something. And I know that's not nothing to laugh about, but I'd have to carry people out of restaurants sometimes. Yeah, because I was the biggest guy, and it's like, all right, one on one shoulder, dragging the other one behind. So, uh, but those people are still with us today and, you know, but, um, uh, a crazy story is, uh, 
you know, because we this is in WWE, you know, a lot of times we'd rent minivans, you know, and the minivans would come with tinted windows, right? You don't look too tough driving a minivan, but when you see three or four big dudes get out of a minivan, you know, like say if you go to take a parking spot or you accidentally cut someone off, because a lot of us, we wouldn't, you know, go around bullying people, you know, and they drive by, you know, flip you off and you just happen to get out at the same place and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, they're like, probably, oh, boy, we didn't see, yeah, we didn't yeah. see all those big dudes. We just, <laughs> yeah, we just see some tinted windows and it's like, you know, we're not going to do anything, you yeah. know, but yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, you know, because you just think, soccer moms you know people give minivans a bad name but they're great to travel in. you just throw all your luggage you got enough room to you know spread out I mean, you got some guys that are, i'm six foot but you got some guys that are you know 350 six foot four six foot five you know so they need some leg room that's so funny question number seven is there someone you never got to wrestle that you always wanted to you know what i've been in the ring with guys like rick flair to the rock um you know, I, I've just been blessed to be in there with so many people. I just, um, I wouldn't mind wrestling Kevin Owens. I, for some reason, his name popped up. I don't know if it's because I'm in Philly, you know, and I don't know why, you know, just, you know, maybe a match at the arena, you know, Kevin Owens and I. You know, that so would I, be I told you I, I, I want to try it for five more years. So, you know, maybe, maybe that'll be towards the end. So question number eight, what's the most significant piece of memorabilia that you own? You know what? I, I think that's what I'm going to regret. I didn't um, collect things along the way. Um, I've got a lot of um, uh, I have a lot of uh, my outfits still like from ECW. I, I, I did sell some to some collectors and stuff, you know, because it mean more to them. I've given a couple away to friends and stuff. But um, um, but yeah, it's just uh, I wish I would have gotten um, into that more. I, 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 I do love boats and old wooden boats and I'm a big history fan, you know, um, you know, I, one thing, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, um, ideas are peaceful, history is violent, you know, and, and unfortunately, and that's why history is so important to learn. So we don't make the same mistakes. But, um, you know, when I see an old wooden boat, it, when I was a kid, I fell in love with this uh, boat, it was a lineman, and I had a paper route. We didn't have money growing up as kids, but my dad was always into boating. He said, we can have an old boat, you know, where we can go out and spend time on the summer or we can go on vacation. And we're all like, let's have the boat, you know, or post a one week vacation, you know. Um, so that's as a family, that's what we did. And I fell in love with this old wooden lineman boat. And uh, I did the math. I had a paper out. I was 12 years old. And uh, I'm like, no way I can swing because I would have had to borrow money from my grandma. Right. And I'm like, no way. I did all the math and stuff. And. And uh, so I just I, now as the years keep on going by, these boats are, you know, finding their way to the burn pile. And uh, I've been redoing some of them. And, you know, it's a it's a it's a passion. But if you can, uh, you know, these boats are becoming more um, um, they're they're becoming rarer and rarer as the years go on because Mother Nature isn't kind to them sitting out in the back. So I think th that as far as um, a piece of something history that I can own, it's not memorabilia, but. That's that's the only thing I have, you know, is passionate about. So that's really cool. Honestly, that's really cool. Uh, question number number nine. What's the biggest thing you learned from working with Paul Heyman? Um, you know, really, he, he, 
oh, geez, there's so much. You know, I learned so much from them. Um, I think just to, to really tell that story and give it time, you know, I think it's very important because sometimes in wrestling we rush things, you know, and uh, it's meant in the, the right way. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you rush things too much and, you know, and, and sometimes fans go, oh, let's let's hurry up with this, you know, and on to the next. But then again, they're like, oh, wow, they missed the boat on this, this and this, you know, so got to try to find that happy. You know, happy balance yeah. and last question question number 10 is the rhino your favorite animal and if not what is your favorite animal well i i have to say yes um but uh i i like the giraffe here's yes. another thing seeing that uh um a boat or everybody they 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 find it very strange that i don't go fishing you know so um as uh as a boater in lake erie it's a lot of good fishing from perch to walleye. Sorry about the background. Noise. No, it's okay. It's okay. But um, I just, it, and I don't have the heart to take the, I could sport fish, you know, hook it, you know, and hook it, throw it back in, you know, but to fish and to, you know, I just, I, in my mind, the fish at the store that I eat just came from a farm that, that had no life behind it. You know, that's what I tell myself, but I, I can't, I can't see the little fish just, you know, making his little fish mouth and, looking at me going, what are you, you know, throw me back in. What are you, you doing? Know? Yeah. I can't do that. I don't have the heart to do that, you know? So uh, usually with insects, I take them and throw them outside in toilet paper. Sometimes I'm okay to flush them, you know, but <laughs> I try not to, you know, kill the insects that are in, inside your house crawling across the floor, you know? <laughs> Your wife or girlfriend screaming, get it, get it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, just kill it. I don't care. Right. I just right. kill it. <laughs> Save the fish, kill the insects. Yeah. So. That is awesome. Well, Rhino, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me. It was so much fun to really get to know you and chat with you on this momentous day. Uh, before yes. we go, please feel free to plug in anything you'd like to plug in. Uh, nothing really, you know, just impact wrestling. That's where you can find me, um, you know, and then uh, just, the shows, you know, definitely the, now that things are opening up and you can go to the shows and, you know, we run shows in, in Monroe, Michigan, my buddy and I, IWR, uh, insane wrestling revolution. And we tell fans like, you know, we don't have a mask mandate, you know, and, and for the size of the crowd, but if you feel like wearing a mask, go ahead and wear the mask, you know, and I'll even wear a mask when I'm out meet and greet just so, you know, if people are afraid to wear it because they don't, they, they want to wear one, but they want to go to the show, but they might think someone will judge them, you know, then they can say, oh, Rhino's wearing one, so I'm going to wear one, you know, so, so even if you're hesitant to come on the, go to the shows, go to the shows, have fun. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, don't, don't. Um, but the main thing is, is go have fun and know you're going to be part of history. So. Well said. Well, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this conversation with myself and Rhino. Do not, for check, do not forget to check out Impact Wrestling Rebellion on April 23rd. I am going to go ahead and post the links to all of that in the description box below. But until next time, I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Rhino. We'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Thank you.